Hi everyone, this is Peter Brower, and you are listening to the Deeply Rooted Podcast. Today's episode is a sermon that I preached on Jeremiah chapters 31 and then flipping ahead to chapter 36. And it's a lesson on the importance of God's word and a beautiful reminder that God's word cannot be stopped. Nothing can get in the way of God getting his message, his good news message of Jesus out. No sin of ours can get in the way. No leader, no person, no culture, no media can can cancel what, what God wants us to hear. So join us as we are reminded about God's powerful word and what he has to say to us. Well, uh, something that happened to my wife and I this week, uh, after reflecting on it, made me think that I, I think I can understand what Jeremiah must have been going through. I think I can understand his frustration. You, you see, uh, my wife and I, we, uh, we spent the last week or so cleaning up, organizing our home office. You know, with this pandemic, we've all been living in, uh, we've, uh, both of us have spent a, a little bit of time on and off here and there working from home. And over the course of the last eight months or so, things have just gotten a little out of control. There are piles everywhere, papers scattered, little notes and lists and books all over the place. Uh, at, at one point, my, my office here at, at the church uh, was being renovated, so I would brought some things home and some of that still needed to be cleaned up. And it was just a mess. And we thought, you know, if, if we're going to need to work at home at some point here and there, we, we can't keep working in this mess. we got to clean it up. And so... Uh, last weekend, we spent some time organizing things. Um, at one point, my wife and I were both in there with our, our nine-month-old daughter. And, uh, well, if you have kids, you know how this goes. Uh, she would be sitting there having a nice time while we were cleaning, and, and we would barely look the other way or, or blink, and she would be across the room to the other side. And, of course, where she wanted to go was always right to those stacks of, of newly and neatly organized papers, right? We had finally started to get things in order, the room was still a mess if you looked at it, but at least the stacks were, were ordered and, uh, and organized. And, and once you know it, that's where she wanted to go. And she would take those papers out and crumple them up and mix things around. And it was like all of that hard work was just gone in an instant. And I thought, I, I think this is how Jeremiah felt. Now, it was hard to, to be too frustrated with our daughter because she's so cute. But uh, you probably know what this is like too, right? To watch your hard work just be gone in an instant. Like... Uh, uh, here's one example, like when you spend the whole afternoon at the beach building a sandcastle and then the tides change and a big wave comes in and suddenly <laughs> the castle is gone. Or, or maybe more seriously, maybe like when you, you take upon yourself at work some extra project. Maybe it's something your boss has not asked you to do or told you to do, but you just knew it would be good for your coworkers and the company. And so you pour your weekends and your nights into this project and you're so excited to show it off to your boss because you know it's going to help so many people. and. And the next day you find that project uh, in the garbage can. Just like that. It's nothing. And that's frustrating, right? To, to watch your labors of love, your hard work, just be torn down like that. And that's what Jeremiah was experiencing. You see, uh, Jeremiah had been given an, an important task. And it was a hard job. Uh, God told Jeremiah to, to write down everything that God had ever told him. He was to record it all on a scroll. Keep track of it. And uh, as a pastor, hearing God ask Jeremiah to do this, it's a little overwhelming to me. I start to sweat when I think about this story because the thought to me of 
having to, to rewrite every Bible study, every sermon, every devotion I've ever given. Like, oh my gosh, my head is spinning. And I've only been a, a pastor for about four and a half years. Jeremiah, at this point in the story, he's, he's been a prophet for, for, we think, 23 years. 23 years worth of messages. God is asking him to, to write down and, and record. And he does. Uh, as big of a job as it is, Jeremiah does this with the help of a, a friend and a scribe, uh, a professional writer and copyist named Baruch. And the two of them together, they get the job done. And uh, eventually the, the, the writing, the scroll of all of these words of God given to Jeremiah ends up in the right hands, the, the king of Israel, King Jehoiakim. Uh, when the king receives these words, uh, we, we know that it's the middle of winter. Uh, the scene that's kind of painted for us is, is that much of Israel would have been freezing cold, right? This was not a pleasant time of year. Israel is relatively moderately uh, temperate, but it still gets cold in the winter, at least it can. Sometimes it snows. And so while the, the people are freezing, there's no central heat, right? While the people are freezing, we get this picture of a king who's in the lap of luxury. He's hiding away in the inner chamber of his palace. He's got a fire going, right? He's comfy. He's the king. Life is good. He's got servants there to do his, his bidding. Uh, and so you might think that this king, who has been given so much by God, who has received so many earthly blessings, you might think that this king, uh, when being presented with the word of God, the special scroll full of messages from the Lord, you might think that he would be filled with thankfulness or praise, right? That he would hear these words and say, you know what, God, anything you say, I will listen to. Anything you ask me to do, sign me up. You have given me so much. I'm so thankful. But that's not what King Jehoiakim does. <laughs> Instead, uh, King Jehoiakim actually acts in just about the most opposite way possible. He has this scroll read to him that uh, Jeremiah and Baruch have compiled. And as it's read to him, he has each paragraph cut up and tossed into a fire. He is completely disregarding the word of God. And in fact, it goes further than that. He's not just disregarding or ignoring the word of God, right? He's showing a contempt. In effect, what he's saying is, you know what, God? I hear you, but I'm not listening to you. I'm going to keep doing things my way. I don't care what you say. Your word is useless for me. It's just fuel for the fire. I, I find joy in watching it go up in smoke. I mean... Uh, this is a harsh commentary on, on the king and the people, right? This story is much more than I alluded to at the beginning. It's not just a story of Jeremiah getting frustrated and watching his, his, his labor of love go up in, in smoke. I mean, this is a story about how wicked the king and, and therefore the entire nation of Israel has become, right? Because the king was there to represent uh, God to the people. He was the leader, the one they were supposed to look up to. He was the role model and... And look at how evil he is. No concern. No concern. Only contempt for the word of God. You know, the truth is, I, I think some of us feel like we watch the same thing happen, play out in our world today. Sometimes it feels like so many people around us, uh, whether it be our media or the culture or, or even our leadership, uh, our role models today, celebrities, like, like they just don't care about the word of God. Uh, I'm a little bit too young for this, but, but some people tell me that they can remember a time in the not-too-distant past where, where things felt very different, right? Where, uh, where it felt like, as Americans, we, we took the Word of God to heart and, and we shaped our values by the Word of God. 
uh, a time when our churches were all full and, and people said Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays. And, and, and it feels to many people like that's all changed. Like, like, like people have no regard for the Word of God today. Right? Like they've left it behind. Worse, maybe even like they've thrown it in the fire and, and shown it contempt. And, and that can be hard to watch. If you've seen that change happen, it, it, I imagine it would be so difficult to see play out. It's, it's heartbreaking to see people disregard the Word of God. Infuriating, maybe even. You know, the truth is, I don't want to spend any more time talking about other people, though, whether it be leaders or governments or role models, celebrities or culture or media, right? Uh, there might be a place for that. But, but for now, I would actually like to, to, to turn our gaze inward, to, to reflect on, on how we've been living a little bit more, because I think that needs to happen first. Before we critique our governments or media or culture or role models and celebrities, right, we, we need to critique ourselves. We need to be honest. And if we're honest, I think we would have to admit that we've all done what King Jehoiakim has done. I mean, isn't that what we do? Cutting up the Word of God and throwing it in the fire every time we gossip. Right? We have heard the Word of God. It has come to us, just like to the King. And, and every time we gossip, what we're saying in effect is, God, I hear you, but I'm not going to listen to you. I know you say not to do this, but I'm going to anyway. And I'm going to put someone else down so that I can lift myself up. Uh, this is what we do every time we hold on to anger in our hearts instead of letting it go. This is what we, we do every time we fail to forgive someone and show them the grace that we have so freely received. This is what we do every time we act out in jealousy rather than living lives of contentment and thanking God for all that we have received. Right? Every time we sin, we are disregarding and showing contempt to the Word of God. And before we critique anyone else, we, we have to critique ourselves. I think we need to think about that for a little bit, uh, each of us, uh, honestly, personally. Uh, but while you think about that, let's continue with the story. Because there's some good news here for us today, too. Because you know, you know what else the story of Jeremiah reminds us of? Is, is that there's no stopping the Word of God. No king can stop the word of God. No leader, no government can shut him up. No sin of ours can cancel what God has to say. His message will get out. He is determined for people to hear what he wants them to hear. And, and so this is what happens in Jeremiah. After King Jehoiakim cuts up and burns up that scroll, do you know what God did? He told Jeremiah to do it all over again. <laughs> And again, this is where as a pastor I begin to sweat a little bit. The thought of writing down 23 years of sermons and Bible studies and devotions, not once, but, but twice. I mean, oh my goodness, what a big task. But, but Jeremiah and Baruch, they do it again. And, and God has them do it again because, because he's determined and because his word cannot be stopped. He is going to have his people hear what he knows they need to hear. And in fact, God's plan for his word to continue to spread and grow goes further than even just a second scroll. Because, you know, one day that scroll would get lost or get stuck in a closet or it would get old and brittle and begin to decay. And so God knew there had to be another way. And so what we read about in Jeremiah chapter 1 is this new covenant that God is going to make with his people. And, and one important part of this new covenant, this new promise, this new agreement he's entering into with them is that his word one day will no longer be written on paper or on stones or will no longer be glowing from our screens. But, but one day, God says, a part of this new promise he's making with his, his people 
that, that his word will be written on their hearts so that they can take it with them everywhere they go, so that they can always hear what he has to say. I'd actually like to read for you this new covenant from Jeremiah 31, uh, because there's so much gold, so much beauty in it. So let me just read these words uh, for us today. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. God promises a new covenant, a new way of, of interacting with his people in Jeremiah 31. And, and dear friends, that, that covenant has come to fulfillment in Jesus. Jesus, the one who, who lived a life you could not live, who died on the cross to take your place, the one who rose from the tomb, that Jesus, the word made flesh, he now lives within you. And you know what he says to you. You know what God has determined for you to hear? God wants you to know that he will always be your God, no matter what. No matter how far away you run, no matter what you do, he will be your God, and you will be his child. God wants you to hear through, through Jesus, you speaking, that, that you are forgiven, and that your sin is remembered no more. God's word, dear friends, I'll say it again, cannot be stopped. No king can cancel the word of God. No, no leader, no government today can legislate the word of God out of our lives because the word lives in us. And it's true to the, the truth is that no culture or shifts that, that we see play out before us can stop the word of God. It continues to push forward. And, and no matter what, what kind of examples are set for us by our role models or celebrities, right? The word of God continues to proclaim the same message, a message of forgiveness, a message of grace, the message of Jesus, the message that lives within you. Dear friends, no sin of yours can stop that word of God. I know sometimes we might think after what I've done and how many times I've done it, God will never want to talk to me again, but that's just not true. The word of God cannot be stopped, and what a word it is. A word about God's Son, a word of grace, a word of forgiveness. That's what God is saying to you today. And you know what? That's what God wants to speak through you. Because the word will go out, and God wants it to go out through us, through his people. That's our calling, to share the word of God. And, and we share it with all boldness and confidence, knowing of who stands behind us, this, this perfect, holy, powerful God of, of love and grace and truth. And so it's our calling to share the word of God with our families, with your kids, with your grandkids, with your nieces and your nephews, your brothers and your sisters, your moms and your dads. It's our calling to share that word of God, of, of, for, of his forgiveness and his forgetfulness with our coworkers, with our neighbors. We are called to share the word of God because God is speaking. I pray that we would listen in Jesus' name.
Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Deeply Rooted Podcast. I hope that you are blessed by our time together in the Word of God and pray that your roots went a little bit deeper. If you could do three things for me as we close our time together today, I would be blessed. First, if you could subscribe to this podcast, I would love that. That would be an easy way for you to listen to all future episodes and continue to get our updates. Second, if you could share what you heard today, I would really appreciate that. There should be an easy way to do that, to share this to your Facebook page, and I would be blessed by that. And then finally, if you could leave a review, would love to hear what you think and, and how this episode went. So if you could share, subscribe, and leave us a review, I would be blessed. God bless you, everyone. And until next time, this is Peter Brower on the Deeply Rooted Podcast.